This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of childhood homophobia. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever the heck it is cisgender straight people think it is we're doing. What's on the buy schedule for today, CJ? We have Ross of Kidflick. Hello. Kidflicks? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Perfect, perfect. Just nailed it on the second shot. Anyway, yeah, so we have let's Ross. Let's take over the world. Yes. We have <laughs> Ross from Kidflix, and then uh, Jen is going to play a game. And Ooh. Ross will also play the game. We'll all play the game. Yeah. We'll all play the game like how games work. Yeah, I'd be very <laughs> upset if I was excluded. Ross, get out. We're playing a game. I'm going to play okay. a game by myself I'll sit and in the corner. laugh at you two, and it'll be great. We'll spend the whole time going, oh man, if only Ross was invited. <laughs> How's it going, Ross? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've been up since like 7.45, so I'm I'm tired, but I'm hitting that wind of coffee and energy, so I'm... I'm I'm doing pretty good. How about how about you two? We're, we're, yeah, I woke up approximately that time too, uh, but I didn't drink coffee, so yeah. I'm just eternally tired, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us about you, Ross. Um, so uh, I am a gay man. Uh, I host a podcast. I just graduated from college. Uh, I'm looking for uh, TV and uh, radio jobs if anybody likes my voice and wants to hire me without looking at any writing samples or anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the very short, that's like, I think that's essentially my grinder profile, to be honest. <laughs> grinder, is anyone hiring? <laughs> that's an option. Did you know that on Grinder? there's a, th- I mean, you probably, neither of you probably know that. Uh, but, oh, neither of uh, us go in- uh, are on I, any dating sites in general, yeah. much Aren't less the lucky? one designed specifically for gay men. <laughs> yeah, well, there's an option. So you can do like uh, what you're looking for. So it's usually uh, right now, friends, relationships, dates. And one of them is networking, which huh. I've never understood exactly what that meant. Just four people on that app. Well, can, can you imagine getting you get hired and because you're so brilliant and good you work your way up the corporate ladder you become the ceo and then you sit down and have some sort of like interview with like i don't know oprah and she's like how did you get started and you're like grinder (laughs) i okay i mean i guess like you could make an argument that it's like if you want to connect with other queer people and work with other queer people but also i like the idea of being like all right that concludes our interview. Uh, we'll contact you at the end of the week. So you like want to do it or? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like to conclude this interview, I will now use the tap feature on the app. Um, <laughs> oh, like look, the, you're two feet away. Like a, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was making a joke, assuming I know what, how Grinder works. I 
don't know that I do. So. <laughs> well, let's do a Q&A where the Q stands for queer. Uh, yes. Do you have any questions? I am an open book in terms to how terrible Grinder is, but I won't get off it. Grinder has really set itself up for um, porn intros. Hmm. Like with that feature, like it now, like it could now contextualize all pornography that begins with like a job interview or something. Yeah, I've got oh, a lot yeah. of requests to sit on couches, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us about your queer journey. Um, so let's see. Uh, I guess the I, my earliest uh, queer memory is probably uh, I was in third grade and uh, two things happened. First, I remember asking my one of my best friends at the time if he wanted to be gay together, which <laughs> I guess... I guess in my head just kind of meant, like, do you want to be, like, best friends? Because that, essentially that's what queer people are, right? Just really yeah. good friends. That's how this uh, podcast started. I, we just walked up to each other and we're like, do you want to be gay together? Yeah. Aw. You, you were networking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were networking. And <laughs> but, but my life was actually, like, that Macklemore song. Because in the third grade, I did think that I was gay. And I told my mom... And she was like, but you have a girlfriend. And it was a third grade girlfriend, which meant like we were we just were like, I like each other. But uh, the heterosexual ties that bind say that we should make this more. Mm-hmm. And then she forgot we were going out. So all water <laughs> under the bridge. I'm over it. Um, I have a Macklemore follow up question. Yes. Are you really good at drawing? I think I am. I I. I like tried drawing a person on the train once and it actually turned out kind of good. So maybe oh. that's what my future is now. Okay, cool, because that is, according, I think, to the first part of that song, the litmus test for being gay. (laughs) Except my uncle is not gay, and uh, my room is not tidy in the slightest. (laughs) One out of three. (laughs) Yeah, one out of three. That's all you can hope with with the Macklemore song. Sorry, was was that one of the uh, tests for gay in the Macklemore song? Was that his room was tidy? Yes. That the so the lyric goes when I was in the third grade I thought that I was gay because I could draw my uncle was and I kept my room straight. That's I've <laughs> never met a gay person whose room is tidy, let alone straight. Definitely not straight, <laughs> especially yeah, not that's the tidy. Whole, that's the whole point of it that your room isn't straight at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll go. Uh. So so you lived out the Macklemore life. Yeah, and then I was like, eh, that was a that was a moment. Um, and I like once in a while when I was a kid, I would just kind of say like I'm gay, and then I wouldn't think anything of it, and it became like this just constant game of like, oh, maybe I am, and then I would just be like, nah. <laughs> um, and so I came out as bisexual in um, ninth or tenth grade, and that was cool for a couple years. I dated, I, and I never really dated a guy, though. It was like, oh, I'm attracted to men and women, but I'm only going to date women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of reached this point where I, all of my relationships with women ended in part because they're like this just, this thing in the back of my mind, this nagging thing of just like, oh, like if I'm with this girl for the rest of my life, then like I'll never be with a guy again. And it, like... I like for about a year or two before I came out as uh, gay officially, that was kind of my nagging thought in the back of my mind where it's like I could probably live without dating a a girl, but I felt weird never kind of being with a guy. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of 
how it's set in motion. And actually, um, I came out, uh, I want to say August of 2017. So right before your podcast started and right in the beginning of my podcast. It was like that entire summer. I just kind of started throwing, just like calling myself gay and seeing how it felt. And it felt pretty good. And I'm still kind of in the, the growing process of kind of understanding what it means to be gay and kind of coming to terms with it. Cause I do still kind of feel this like suppressive nature and just kind of not wanting to be that like prototypical gay, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. So do you still like, do you still find you're attracted to other genders besides men or was there some sort of like internal shift that caused you to uh, choose the label gay? Um, I think in in my mind, like when I was with women, like thinking back uh, and uh, cis women, just to be clear, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like it, I just kind of found myself in my head trying to think like I, I was just thinking to myself like you like you were attracted to this like the you, like, OK, it's time for you to like touch a boob or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's just like I got tied like at years of trying to convince myself that like there was still like a glimmer of like heterosexual hope or whatever I think it's just I just got exhausted with it and kind of like it, I think that's that's that was the big shift for me is that like like I can recognize like oh that is a a, a person that is attractive in general but I think I just feel more comfortable and myself um seeing and dating uh men and like i to to be clear like i've i've only been with um cis uh men and cis women so i i haven't really i'm still learning more about kind of um gender spectrum and kind of how that plays into my sexuality we're all still learning about gender i think (laughs) yeah Because there's definitely a part of me that is like, because I part of my coming out was just like I don't feel like a traditional man. Like my my parents have been married for like almost thirty years now. My brother is engaged to a woman, and it's just like I'm tr- I don't really feel like that typical man that uh, people kind of idolize and kind of expect me to grow up into. Mm-hmm. And who knows if that kind of will factor into me kind of changing how I identify myself again. Like, it's, it's I find it very frustrating just because gender and sexuality is a spectrum. But at the end of the day, I kind of just want to be like, can this just be who I am? And can I just <laughs> be happy with this and just stop explaining myself to people? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I, that was, that's that's been a big obstacle for me. And I see it on a lot of other people where like, how do you evaluate who you are outside of how others perceive you? Mm-hmm. Because like for myself, for example, when I changed my pronouns, like a big thing that kept coming up for me, I was like, now I have to explain my pronouns to people. Now I have to like make this adjustment. Now I'm probably gonna have to come up with stuff like about that. And those were all reasons that I had chosen to stay with she, her. And it's like, no, this is still how I feel. I'm just trying to justify against it strictly because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so much work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in general, it's so much work just going in. Because when pe- when I say I'm gay, like, it, I end up just, like, telling the same, like, two stories over and over again of, like, how I figured it out, how I came out, and all this stuff. And it's, like, 
I, I, I feel it's kind of coming to a point where in the next 10, 15 years, hopefully, it won't be that much of a conversation. It'll just be like, this is who I am. It'll be like, cool, moving on to other stuff. Because, like, I I always feel uncomfortable when, like, I'm doing stand-up or I'm writing something and it ends up being um, about my queerness because I understand I know that there are other parts of my identity and personality that I want to explore but it, it just kind of seems to be the most um like ever present one at the mm-hmm. moment mm. yeah I mean it's funny because like we do a podcast about gay issues but there's also like <laughs> this still kind of like voyeuristic fascination with like queer stories which like sometimes it's like very positive like I want more people to know about what it is we're doing, but also, like, we don't ask cis straight people to explain their identities to us and how they figured that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if I tried asking a straight person, like, how they figured out they're straight, it'd be like, oh, I don't know, or probably really boring. It'd be like, well, society told me, and I was like, cool, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if you if you want to hear a straight person struggle to answer that question, you can listen to our April Fool's episode, where we did <laughs> ask a cis straight person to try to explain their identity to us. And like, oh, I That's don't, so good. I don't want there to be, like, a moratorium on asking people, like, how they figured things like that out, because sometimes people are asking because they're questioning themselves. Yeah. But, like, sure. yeah, like, every... <laughs> why does it have to be a part of like every conversation where it's like it's always straight people are just always like how did you figure it out it's like (laughs) can I just like give you a card that has all of these answers on it (laughs) that's a good idea yes 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 plus there's the ever present tone of like you are prove it Mm. (laughs) okay you're gay okay uh am I hot it's like that's not how it works (laughs) (laughs) you want me to like read you right now um <laughs> you're not gonna like the answer to this <laughs> now i have a i have a question for you two when, oh. when, nope. when the tables have turned <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast now um when when both of you came out um did you get like a weird flux of queer people like hitting you up and subtly trying to hit on you hmm i i mean i came out in high school So uh, that definitely shifted it. And I also uh, maintained a lot of relationships throughout high school. So I didn't usually get a lot of people hitting me up. That said, I did get a lot of people, like a lot of friends of mine being like, oh, well, how did you know? Because like, maybe me. But I, I did get a few, I did get a few people trying to hit me up but like you know in the high school way of hitting people up oh <laughs> throwing paper airplanes at your head yep <laughs> yeah. the way you think of romance the way you hit people up when you're obviously a virgin do you oh. like me check yes or no <laughs> uh i did not have that but also i came out after being in a I, i'm still i'm I was in the relationship that I'm in now, and I've been in that relationship for a while. So I, I think even if somebody wanted to, they'd be like, that would be inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did get a lot of uh, straight men who were super fascinated with it. Uh, oh. Yeah. So I, I got an essay from my um, from a family member <laughs> about how she was God, you're, to yeah. support it, but like... She still loves me. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I guess I'll turn that question on you. Did you? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
because I posted um, like a a, fa- a a video on Facebook about it. Um, Cause I was like, you know what, this is how I've been kind of thinking for the past couple months, but I should make it kind of official as, uh, uh, you know, I'm entering my last stage of college and I'm getting into the real world. Like, I don't want to pretend anymore. And I would get like, it would always be these messages that are like, Hey, congratulations. And then like not asking me if I wanted to like uh, go out or hook up or something. It was always like, I'm really proud of you. Like, if you want to grab coffee and we can just like talk about like just gay stuff like that. I hate that. I was phrased as you, if you just want to like talk about gay stuff, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Let's just play devil's advocate. Perhaps they were interested in networking. You're, you know what? You're <laughs> right. They, I did get a resume and it was just a list of everybody they've slept with. So. <laughs> <laughs> Queer oh references. Gosh. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> Can you imagine if you'd had to do that and get three references? Like you call up your ex, like, hey, I'm applying <laughs> for a new fuck buddy. It seemed Please. like we had a positive experience. Can I list you as a reference? <laughs> it's always like the reason for leaving. Uh, ooh, that's a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was a big deal. I was, I think I was, I was like a camp counselor in high school. Mm. And I remember it was a big deal in my head when I was like, oh my God, I've hooked up with, I've like kissed like over 10 people. Like I can't even count with my hands how many people I've hooked up with. And now I'm just like, eh, who the hell cares? (laughs) (laughs) Growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of camp counseling, which I guess segues into children, who knows? Um, <laughs> you you have a podcast specifically about kids' media, which I find, in, like, you've mentioned that you are gay on the podcast, like, a handful of times? Yeah, I th- like, at one point, I was just like, I think I came out on the podcast before I came out uh, to friends and family. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, it's easier. It's, yeah, that's wicked easier. Um, I was looking up, um, in preparation for this, I was looking up uh, queer representation in kids' media specifically, and boy, it's so recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's, because, I mean, there was the whole big deal in, like, the, when people were like, there's a, there's a lesbian couple in Finding Dory, and it's, like, literally just, like, two seconds, like, two women walking next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And then there, like, there's all the speculation that's, like, uh, and kind of, I guess, it's also in a way, um, a lot of um, Disney princesses and a lot of the villains have been kind of um, adopted by uh, the drag community. Like, Ursula mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. kind of this big character that's popular. But um, you want to know the weirdest uh, character that I found out is gay? Who? Um, Harold from Captain Underpants. <gasps> oh, really? I knew about that one, yeah. Yeah, oh, the blonde kid in that. Captain Underpants. In, in one of the recent books, and I didn't read it because um, I'm an adult man and that's, <laughs> I can't dedicate like a, a couple hours of my life to read Captain Underpants anymore. But mm-hmm. there's a whole thing. They go to the future and like Harold is married uh, to a man and they have kids and it's just like not really mentioned at all. It's like, hey, you're married. Cool. And that's it. And that's I thought delightful. that was pretty cool. I just you can't imagine like looking at the book like Captain Underpants and what was the one was like 
professor pp pants or whatever and being like what a progressive work of media well it's like a whole exploration of i guess like fetish culture or something oh no oh boy oh, yeah. No. yeah oh boy you're correct but howdy yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about you, but I feel like I personally have such low standards for queer representation in media that, like, anytime it's like, oh, they're a married couple, and they just exist, and it's not a joke, I'm like, oh my god, they're the future. Oh, 100%. And it's, like, and what I love sometimes about kids' media, and sometimes I talk about it on the podcast, is, like, how it, like, kids don't really have an issue with it like if it's just presented in front of them like they'll just accept it as like yeah that makes sense like i i can't remember of when i figured out in my head like what like a kid with two parents what that actually entailed but uh it's like kids are just so empathetic and just understand that like yeah that's okay that's another definition of uh parents and that's another definition of love and like Maybe that's not me, but I, like, it makes sense. Yeah, and it's, like, it's so important with kids, too, because, like, they're in a stage of constant learning where their main responsibility is to just learn new things about the world around them. Mm -hmm. So if you just present it, like, oh, here's another thing about the world, they're, like, great, that's another thing about the world that I know now. Whereas, like, I had a very, like, negative connotation about gay like what being gay was when I was younger not because I was raised in any way to believe that but like that was all I saw of it at the time was it being mm -hmm. used as an insult so I'm like oh here's this thing I know about the world is that gay is bad yeah because I mean I remember um like <laughs> one of the first Facebook groups I joined on Facebook when it was like still a really new site was mm -hmm. like gay is not a synonym for stupid because like I remember I was guilty of d of doing that mm -hmm. uh, and like everybody was saying it and it wasn't and it was it's so funny because people when you call them out for being like hey uh, don't. gay doesn't mean stupid like stop doing that they're like no 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 like I don't mean that but I'm just like you know. <laughs> But you do. Do you remember like that weird commercial campaign yeah. where celebrities would be like, "Hey, don't call stupid things gay." It was like Hillary Duff. Yeah, and, like Wanda Sykes. Yeah. That's the most Hillary Duff thing. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, Hillary Duff. Stop calling stupid things gay. I feel like Keep we're having rocking. like a bit of a renaissance in terms of that. Where I, I feel like we're gonna go back to being like, "Oh, that's so gay," but like in a positive way. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, almost like how queer has been co-opted um, by the community and like it's now being again. like, oh, that's like, that's a really queer space or like, it obviously means something different now, but just the fact that, okay, it can become kind of a positive, fun word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's the future that our children will grow up in. The one where they just kind of know that being gay is rad as hell before they know what being gay is. Yeah, gay is a synonym <laughs> for cool skateboard tricks. <laughs> yes. Gay means six stunts. <laughs> Tony Hawk's gay skating underground. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. If it wasn't gay already, which it's been a while for me. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I also, I think only recently... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go, go ahead. Go, go. I was going to change the topic 100%. <laughs> Do it. Because I just thought of it because I uh, mentioned Tony Hawk. Um, <laughs> like, I've, I, I don't think I've still had 
like a celebrity crush, let alone like a a gay celebrity crush yet. Like I guess because I feel like Neil Patrick Harris is kind of a go-to, right? And like any of the Fab Five right now. But I'm like, mm. I, there's still I guess like Anthony is the closest I've had to a celebrity crush lately. But it's just like it's so hard. I don't know about YouTube, but it's like I don't know. It's weird for me to be like. Oh, I love this person and nothing's ever going to happen, but I just want them in my life in some way. Yeah, I feel like my celebrity crushes typically just pan down to, like, if I ever actually was in a room with them, I just kind of want to get lunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never, I never see a celebrity and I'm like, oh, my God, I would, I would do sex with them so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's complicated for me being on the ace spectrum, but I would take a bullet for Winona Ryder. Mm, true, 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 oh. true, true. Yeah, I th- maybe that, because I think the word crush is weird, because, like, not because it implies, like, orange soda or getting, uh, like, <laughs> squashed by a piano, but, like, mm-hmm. just that, it, like, I, I don't know if how many times in my life I've like actually had an infatuation with somebody of that degree where it's just like oh I love them and I'm like writing in a notebook like Mr. Uh, like Joel McHale or whatever I don't know <laughs> but <laughs> oh my gosh I, re- I remember distinctly in uh, like sixth grade or so I figured out that other people have celebrity crushes and I was like oh I guess I should get one so I just decided it was Tom Felton of Harry Potter fame Oh, that's a good choice. That's a and safe like, choice. It's a it's a good safe choice because like I was also into Harry Potter, so it's like great. And it's pretty easy to get Tom Felton stuff because it's two thousand what, six, five, whatever. <laughs> um and then in a health class or something, the teacher was talking about like like attraction in general and was talking about like giving an example and being like, you know, women who are into Brad Pitt. And I wasn't into Brad Pitt at the time, nor am I now, so I was like Brad Pitt. Who finds Brad Pitt uh, hot? And my male peer turns to me and very angrily is like, you don't like Brad Pitt? What are you, a lesbian? (laughs) And you're like, well, let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Wink. Stay tuned. To this day, I don't know why he got so defensive of Brad Pitt, but I have some guesses. See, I did that but with regular crushes, where Mm. for all of my life up until college, I was like, I'm supposed to like a boy. How about that one over there, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) He seems functioning. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like, for me, I'll, like, be talking to a guy on, like, an app of some kind, and, like, that's when I start to feel the attraction if it's like, okay, this is a really good back-and-forth conversation. And Mm -hmm. then meeting in person, that'll it'll either, like, solidify, like, okay, your personality and your face are really like vibing with me or it's Mm -hmm. like the break period where it's like oh no we had a great conversation but then in person it just completely fell flat yeah Mm. yep 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 yeah like that happened uh last week actually i i went on a date and we'd been texting for a week it was going fantastic but then once we met up in person he texted me afterwards being like yeah i didn't really feel it and i was like god damn it (laughs) shit (laughs) i was was ready i was gonna teach him how to make like mac and cheese i'm sorry he didn't know previously how to make mac and cheese like i don't know how much of a bit it was when it was like ugh, i can't cook like my favorite my favorite uh 
recipe is uh, the takeout menu. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> I was going to do the whole, like, okay, you, you make, like, a roux. You pour in some different shredded cheeses and, like, you, you boil milk instead of water. Like, I was going to do a deluxe You could have been his Antony from Queer Eye. I was just oh, about to say that. I know. <laughs> Maybe you... someday. I just bought a pressure cooker, so I'll, I'll continue to work on my charms. Yes. You'll, <laughs> you'll be making grapefruit and avocado salads in no time. Mm, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Roz, what is something that you want to tell cishet people for the last time, and then you never have to hear about it again? That's a good question. Like, I know you asked me this, like, uh, when, we were te- when we were emailing each other about the podcast, but I'm not really sure. Like, I think, for me, I'm still... I still feel like an outsider in the queer community because like I've been kind of very much flying under the radar and kind of dipping my toe. Um, but I guess it's like I, a simple message for cishet people is like, um, hey, like, I won't bother you. Leave me alone, too. <laughs> like the animals I like that the it zoo. rhymed. That makes it extra gay, which yes. I'm a fan of. Yep. Rhyming is gay. If you're mm-hmm. a poet, you're gay. Figure it out. Yeah, and by gay we mean uh, skateboarder. So yeah, yeah. You're if you're a poet, you're Tony Hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk's the poet of skateboarding. I've always found he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, like some people, they have the pen and paper. He has the the asphalt and shredding. The, I don't know the, those sick grinds. He's grinder. Such a queer thing. I don't really know anything about it. Me neither. Uh, so, to the cishet community, you leave us alone and teach us how to skateboard. Don't yes. tap on the glass. <laughs> Please. Don't tap on the glass. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, so, what is on your gay agenda? My gay agenda, I, um, I'm looking for a boyfriend. That's, hmm. that's kind of number one, because it's like, um, I've had, a, I've had like a couple, like two or three month relationships, but my brother's getting married, and I, I need, I want something long-term as well. So it's, so the conversation with my family isn't always like, so the wedding's coming up and Ross, what are you up to? And I'm like, nothing. Mm. That's kind (laughs) of, that's kind of the big checklist. Cause I, I've started kind of, uh, dressing more fun and fabulous. Thanks to tan from queer. Eye. yes. And I feel like queer. I changed all of our lives. It did. I, have you watched the old series? I have not. I watched a couple minutes of one and it's, Oh, it's 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 so different because it's very much like early two thousands reality TV, mm-hmm. and they yeah. really had to play. They had to really like will and grace them in terms of gayness. Just yes. like get it, Han. Like it was all five of them had to be Jonathan. <laughs> oh, and, that's that's too many Jonathans. You need a good yeah. balance. So you're looking for a boyfriend. Yes. You could you could do like a um. Like a what's what's the newspaper section called? Like the personals. You could do yeah. a personal right now if you want. That's a real talk. That is how my parents met. Through the personals. Oh. Yeah, specifically the personals of the Jewish exponent here in Philadelphia. That's so lovely. It is, but it was also like I I found that out. We were we did like a long drive when we I was looking at colleges and we were sitting at a a diner and I was just like. I've never heard this story, and I wonder, like, if it's going to be romantic, like, they met at a party. No, it was just, like, my dad uh, and my mom, like, wrote little classifieds, like, I'm a nice Jewish person looking for another nice Jewish person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the... You know... Oh, sorry? Oh, I was just going to say, in the wake of uh, 
Craigslist getting rid of their personal section, my, my gay agenda will step up. We'll take that. Yeah, bonus. we can do it. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, dudes, date Ross. Thank you. You know, here, let me. I'll read um, my uh, uh, my Tinder profile, and <laughs> if yes. anybody feels enticed, you can email me at kidflixpod at gmail dot com. Okay. What did, I don't even remember what I wrote. It's been a while. Um, okay. So. I'm a comedy and podcast lover, a casual walker, an occasional food food cooker, not a chef. I love a good board game and singing in the car to nerd music. I'm down for coffee, drinks, or appetizers. What's good, guys? Please don't be a creepazoid. Who wants to watch True Crime or Frasier? <laughs> so if I, if I sound like a well-rounded fun guy... It's the last sentence a proposal or a criticism like who'd want to do that oh it is very much a proposition (laughs) (laughs) yes love it amazing yeah i recently changed uh like gilmore girls references to fraser references because it's like that seems to be the more popular thing right now to talk about Mm. it's also growing up (laughs) yeah yeah true 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 Uh, no i will never grow out of gilmore girls i'll i'll rewatch it all the time Well, that's a great gay agenda item, and go ahead and shoot Ross an email. <laughs> we'll we'll be the matchmakers. Also, if you if you do find somebody through our podcast, please let us know so we can openly weep about it. Yeah, and that'd that, be delightful. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, we'll invite you to the wedding. <gasps> Yay! Oh, Jim, we have to do this now. I do want to go. I love weddings. A mission. Yes. If, if you you two should start like a Patreon like podcast with to accompany this, and it's just matchmaking services. Yes, I'd love that. <laughs> Have yes. our own dating service. Amazing. Cool. So, uh, want to move on to the game? Uh, is that a pun and using the word gay? Yeah, G-A-Y-M-E. in general, it's okay, always cool. a G A Y M E. Yeah, especially also, yes. with Jen. Especially. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <I'm> excited. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, a lot of kids' media has been accused of, like, recruiting kids. Like, uh, was that show Good Luck Charlie had two mm-hmm. moms in it, and they're yep. like, how dare? Or, like, f- in Frozen, Elsa didn't actively get married, so clearly she's a lesbian. Right, <laughs> right. So I thought, what if we, right now, design a children's show that is for recruiting? And by recruiting, Amazing. by recruiting, I mean, hey, kids... This is fine, and you're welcome here, and we'll have your back if you want. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna make some kids media right now. Yeah. What this we... is so great. <laughs> so mm. what? Who's who's our protagonist? Um. Hmm. I think I think like a a gender queer person is the right way to go because, um, like a lot of people can identify with them. Like androgyny kind of mm. allows people to kind of really at least in my opinion, kind of you can see yourself and kind of reflect different aspects of your personality in it. Because when there's not like a set uh, binary uh, identity of a person, it kind of allows for flux. True. Yes. I like it. We want them to be like a little cartoon. Is this a cartoon? Is this live action? Is it a mix like the good old Blue's Clues? (laughs) It's it's gotta be a cartoon because uh, there's gonna be a lot of skateboard stunts in it. (gasps) True. Mm. Yeah, we don't want to hire stunt people. We just want to hire the same animators to go ahead and draw that in while they're busy <laughs> doing everything else. Perfect. I agree wholeheartedly. I want to voice the protagonist. I'm already submitting my headshot and resume. Okay, deal. <laughs> so, do we need a headshot for a cartoon? Maybe. 
Oh, I don't know. You have know. to just draw yourself as best as you can. Oh, Jesus. I hope I'm not. I hope part of the job application isn't me drawing because I have awful <laughs> news about that. I am not like Macklemore. I'm so bad at drawing. Well, you're not gay then, so. Oh, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> Dang, we don't make right. the rules. Macklemore makes the rules. Right. We have Macklemore guest star as the token straight character. <gasps> And he's, like, trying to be super supportive, but it's like, okay, just let us talk then. Yeah. 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 But he, he literally will not shut up, like, anytime he's on screen. <laughs> but about, like, anything. And then our protagonist, Ollie's away. Yes. Can, can their name be Ollie? <gasps> I was yeah. just about to say, that's perfect. Ollie. Ollie the skateboarding. Wait, what if their name is Ollie Oop? <laughs> <gasps> Oh, no. This is really cute. And it's just the antics they get into. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. This is so wholesome and fun. (laughs) Question. Yes. Yes. Are these all cartoon people or are these cartoon animals? Hmm. Because if they're animals, can Ollie Oop be an axolotl? What's an axolotl? They're these little, like, amphibian friends with these little, like, they look like cat whiskers, but very big in part. Okay. Do you play Pokemon? I don't. Oh. Sorry. You want to go ahead and throw out that comparison anyway? Just like for right. the rest of our viewers. Mudkips were a big thing on the internet for a while, right? So a mudkip is basically an axolotl. I can also we'll send, we'll send picture you a picture re- and reference. I'll post it. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking just so I can be on the same page. Yes. They're uh, very cute. Oh, yes. I'd love that. Oh, I think there's one of those on Bojack Horseman, too. <laughs> there is. A, yeah. An ace character. Oh, that's cute. That's yeah. a cute little guy. I'm down. Yes. Ollie Oop, the skateboarding axolotl. <gasps> yes, I love it. Who's the antagonist of this? Macklemore? <laughs> mm. Mm. I feel like it's one of those, it's probably like one of those things where like, there's no set like ultra antagonist, just like a lot of like different people who can try to get in the way of Ollie's sweet stunts. Yeah, mm. I guess. I mean, I guess gravity can be a protagonist and an antagonist depending on the episode. True. Ollie's just got to build a relationship with gravity. If Whatever antagonists there are, definitely the Macklemore character. Can we straight code them the way that a lot of antagonists are queer coded in current kids media? Oh, that's Always a good wearing, idea. Always wearing basketball shorts. Yes. Regardless of season. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And he, he has like a, uh, he ha- his hands are coded in like buffalo sauce. <gasps> Wait, also, since since um, Ollie is an axolotl, I assume this takes place underwater, can Macklemore's character be named Mackerelmore? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> and then uh, one day he crashes a ship and he's Mac- Mac- Mackerelmoored? <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Ollie has to skateboard up onto an island to save him. See, cause that, and that's an important message because it's like, look, some of these people, whether intentional or not, are kind of like haters and toxic to uh, queer spaces. But still, we're not monsters and we will save your ass and then make you feel very complicated about your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's the real moral of the story. I'm going to cry if this isn't a real show someday. Yeah. I think this is another thing where we do need an artist, like our head artists here at My Gay Agenda to go ahead and draw that up. Hey, Jen, can you draw that up? I mean, if you think I'm not going to draw Ali Oop, the skateboarding axolotl, <laughs> you don't know me very well. That's true. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. 
All right. Well, I love this TV show very much. Thank you so much for blessing us with that. And thank oh. you for talking with us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Like a podcast, for example? Ooh. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This was, this was, a, this was very wholesome fun. I needed this. Um, Good. Uh, uh, yeah. My podcast, uh, Kid Flicks, it's about like Netflix, but the word kid instead of net. Uh, very catchy. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find that uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We uh, release episodes uh, every week. We talk about the best and worst in kids media. And actually, by the time uh, this episode drops, I believe the episode that I we are about to record of my podcast with you two, that'll be out. Yeah, Yay. I'm so excited about it. We're going to be talking about Coraline. Yes. And I'm very excited about that. Spooky, <laughs> so spooky do, scary. Do tune into that and listen to the other episodes because uh, some folks that have been on our podcast have also been on KidFlix, like uh, Taylor Pluckett Clements and Megan and all them. Yeah. So, it, you'll listen to your favorite people all over again. Yay! And of course, or your Ross. enemies. Yeah, yeah, your enemy Ross, <laughs> who, <laughs> who derails every conversation with bits on bits on bits. Well, that's sort of what we do here on my gay agenda. So you fit right in. So congrats. I think that's true, just podcasts in general. It's it's the best and worst part of the medium. True. Accurate. Jen, do you want to plug your social media? Oh, yeah. Um, if you think I'm funny or whatever, find me on Twitter at underscore glittergoblin underscore. And from there, I link to, you know, my Instagrams and all that. So, yeah. All right. And you can find our podcast on iTunes. If you're there, rate us and go ahead and subscribe and tell all of your friends. Uh, go tell Macklemore. Uh, you can also <laughs> find us on Facebook at My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast, and on Twitter with at a Gay Agenda cast. Until next time, put this on your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Go Google axolotls and look at their little smiley faces. They're so <laughs> cute. And that's our gay agenda. <laughs>